everybody, the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet, now coming to you in glorious 4K, 4,000 Ks. With us, as always, is Sarantia. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Welcome back. Welcome back to Video That Works. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So our last week's show was a little bit short. The uh, we, we had some camera problems. But look, Rancho, you've never had so many kilobytes aimed at your face. How does it feel for people to be seeing the real you? Every pore, every little fine hair on your face, every eyelash that might be just a little bit out of place now recorded for posterity. I think that, wow, that's super embarrassing. You should head over to patreon.com slash hysterios. <laughs> just $15. Who knows what I might look like? I could have so many visible uh, pox marks that you could tell me about on Twitter. <laughs> I have, of course, aimed the old bad camera at me. I think I might look better that way. I might just smear a bunch of Vaseline in front of the lens and just kind of see what happens. They won't be able to tell. Just say it's raining inside. Yeah, there you go. That's just... what happened to the camera. Sorry. Yeah, this is fucking raining inside. Well, anyway, we're back to business over here. Speaking of business... Rancho is doing a little bit of business right now with uh, a, a certain firm or gentleman or lady. You want to tell us a little bit about this delivery? Oh, I'm just waiting for the weed guy to show up. That's going to be good. Going to okay. be nice. Okay, but here's what I like about this. It's not, you don't know who this is. We were we just went for a walk the other day. There are flyers now all over New York where someone will be like, I'm the green man. <laughs> or, just, or someone will be like, I'm Bud, the Bud guy. And it's their like Instagram profile and their TikTok account. Did you follow this guy on Instagram? I did, and I messaged him on Instagram, and he never messaged me back. It was called, like, Weedhead New York or something. <laughs> so I uh, text the guy, and I'm like, hey, here's my order. Will you come deliver it to me? And he's like, yeah, sure. I open at noon. I was like, guy assumed that means you get out of bed and start <laughs> delivering at noon. And then I was like, all right, cool. Um, can't wait for this dude to show up. It's going to be very exciting. I can't wait to see if he's going to sell me bullshit or not. That's what, one of the things I'm very excited to see is if I can actually get high off of his product because I would mm. not put it past them. Uh, I have been tricked. I have been scammed. <laughs> I talked about it. Like, uh, this is how I said, if you go into a dispense, a quote unquote dispensary, nobody takes your ID. You are not going to get THC products. There are so many just like bullshit yeah. fake weed products out there let me tell you i walk into a gas station even that delta eight like that delta eight shit is the most nefarious because it does not get you high but they sell it like everywhere at uh what's it called at like places where it would not be too far of a stretch to say that they were doing something illegally well at places that also sell like a pill that's like this is ground up tiger horn and it'll make your dick hard yeah exactly like shitty little bodegas and stuff like it would not be too far outside of the imagination for the shitty little bodega to be illegally selling THC cards but that's not what Delta 8 is it doesn't get you high I don't know what the fuck it is apparently it's some kind of component of weed that does not get you high like CBD or something. It's bullshit. Whatever it is, it's bullshit. And I've got got by it. And so I even texted him. I was like, just to be clear. 
These are, t- I probably sounded like a narc. I was like, just to be clear, before you head all the way over here, these are like actual drugs, right? These are not fake drugs. And he's like, no, no CBD. But would you expect a, fa- oh, he specifically said no CBD? Yes. I like this guy. <laughs> I like this guy a lot. I, just on our street, like 20 blocks down, but on our street, there's a place you can walk into and it looks like a California weed store and it has big jars of like big green weed in it, just like you'd expect at like a dispensary. And the guy behind the counter is clearly stoned and he's not making eye contact with you, just like you'd expect at a dispensary, but it's all CBD, baby. It's fucking bullshit. I hate it. I can't wait. They just need to put laws in place where you can get, just get weed. And not have to go to fucking New Jersey for it. But then we're going to have the problem that New Jersey has, which is a bunch of other fake weed stores popping up. Listen, I want to be able to walk to a dispensary in New York fucking city. Yeah. Uh, Is that too much to ask? I mean, it's not because in four months that's going to happen. January 1st, 2023, we get regular weed stores. (gasps) They put a date on it? Yes, exactly. I've been following all the chatter on Instagram because like the New York City Cannabis Council which is, they're using my tax money to like hire a bunch of stoners to hang out in a room on Instagram. Like, they're always like, okay, we're having a, a big expo day for new businesses. Uh, actually, you know what? Look, I kind of like this. What the New York City Cannabis Council is doing is they're like reaching out to drug dealers. Like, and they're going, look, we know the city has arrested you and put you in jail in the past. We're trying to make up for that now. By, like, making you guys the first official licensees. Oh, neat. Yeah. It's uh, restorative justice, you know? Well, they better fucking restore. They need to restore these laws. But how goddamn hard is it to make laws to sell something? We sell things all the damn time. (laughs) We sell liquor. We sell toothpaste. You can buy clothing. Why is it that I can go buy a 12-pack of beer right now? Like, what the fuck is it? You don't even have to make the law. Just steal it from California or something. Just get the boilerplate and make it New York. How? Why did it take us? This because this has been legalized. So marijuana, recreational well, it's been use decriminalized. of marijuana. The recreational use of marijuana has been legal in New York, isn't it? Decri- it's not decriminalized because if they have stores open, it's just legal, right? I mean, there aren't stores open right now. That's not just- yet, but there needs to be. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay, I'm. You know what? Here's what I think. I think you just kind of want to complain for a little bit. I'm just going to kind of get out of your way because the answer to your complaints is coming on January 1st, 2023. They're opening them. Well, you're the one sitting here complaining about how your tax dollars is being spent. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying maybe we shouldn't be spending millions of tax dollars to have a bunch of guys, stoners, sit in a circle and jerk each other off over which uh, indigo or saliva they're going to let sell. Just Get the paperwork. This has been legal for a year now. Get the fucking paperwork from another state. Put it in place. Two weeks is the amount of time it should have taken to be for me to be able to walk to the store and get into a weed Rancho. store. Two weeks. Every state is different and has their own unique needs. Remember, a, a kind of strain that would uh, make a Californian happy might kill a New Yorker because we're biologically different human beings here. We need our own laws in this state. It's true, because so many people in California are used to suck and smoke up. (laughs) (laughs) They've been high since they were baby boys. Exactly. They're taller. It's like they use hemp in the gasoline. So you're just constantly high. 
Also, if we don't spend years and years studying this and coming up with proposals, counterproposals, arguments and counterarguments, how are people like me going to bilk money from the government as consultants? Don't you see, we couldn't legalize weed years ago because <laughs> then a whole middle class of bureaucracy would have missed out on their lunch. I was, uh, I have clients and I recently uh, got an inquiry for a company mm-hmm. and it's like, it's, I, I'm trying to think of, I should have thought of a way to explain what this company is before I got on this microphone because now that I've, my sentence has begun, I realize I truly don't know what these people do. Cool. It's That's like, the best kind of client. I don't care what you do. Yeah. I care that the checks cash. Exactly. And the checks keep cashing, baby. But I was exploring their website today. It's like one of those countries. I was like, okay, well, you have an about page, right? <laughs> If your about page does not in one sentence, tell me what your business does. I think you should close your doors and keep them closed until you figure it out. Because, like, when you click on an about page, it says, we're a team of innovators and upstarters or something like that. It's like, Makers oh. and doers? I love it. Like, what do you do, though? You know you what do- they do? They're makers and doers. <laughs> Anyways, they had a position open on their website that I would be perfect for. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if they remember that I am the person that they contracted. I was like, maybe instead of taking contractor money, I could take employee money for a while. Because there's no way this place is going to be in business a year from now. <laughs> smart. Very smart. Did you apply? I was like, maybe I should. Maybe I should just submit an application with like an insane salary demand and see if anybody calls me. Of course you should. And you know what? You should submit your own samples that you've sold them in the past, like clearly through another agency or vendor or something, and they'll be like, oh my God, this is exactly on voice and tone. Yeah, what the (laughs) fuck? It's like it's been edited by our own team. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta do it. Now look, the fact you're bringing these people up at all make me think that, do they sell like miracle grow to weed people or do they make the hydroponic lights? I mean, like clearly this is in the weed space, this client, right? They're innovators and upstarters. They're doers and makers. I worked, and look, I don't mind saying this, I worked for Miracle Grow for a while. How was it? Pretty cool because <laughs> you, like all clients, like you write a bunch of stuff and then they say it's great and then nothing happens with it and you get paid and then you're fine. It's so much fun. It's just create into the ether. It's yes. Like throw it. It's, it's like imagine, imagine listeners, you're on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> You're on the edge of a cliff, and that cliff just goes forever. And there's an endless, like, you can't see the bottom. You can't see over the horizon where the earth. You just see this giant chasm, and you sit, and you make a big, giant, let's let's say a box of some kind, a present, and you just throw it into the abyss. You don't know where it goes. You don't know what it does, but the abyss rewards you with money. Yes, exactly. Like in one of those game shows where there's a tube and you have to grab as much of it as you can. That's what corporate America is. And then it throws you back a pile of money. And then, well, like, where does it go? Where does the money come from? Don't know. Don't care. Where does the work I did, the hard work I did go? Don't know. Don't matter. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. Well, the reason I'm bringing up Miracle Grow is because their thing is like, eventually, when weed is legalized everywhere, we're going to be the richest company on earth because Miracle Grow makes miracle weed. Is that an actual thing that they believe? Not that they believe. That's the thing that is. Because think about it plants, Miracle Grow, make plant bigger. Make bigger tomato, make bigger cucumber, make bigger weed. Faster is the other thing. How they do it, 
Don't worry about it. It's a miracle, baby. Uh, I guess that would work. Yeah, but wouldn't that work with any fertilizer? But miracle grows the stuff. It, you want to drink Pepsi, asshole? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go drink a Pepsi, asshole. Yeah. We'll see you over here in the real world drinking Coke. Sitting over there and being like, "Oh wow, I can't wait for this uh, explosion of horticulture activity." <laughs> <laughs> Saves our company. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Because nobody can afford a fucking lawn anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, look, I don't like lawns anyway. Mm-hmm. I like, I love on Instagram when people flex, like those no lawners that flex where they're like, I ripped out my lawn and now I just have a bunch of weird plants and dust and dirt. Remember for a while, California was paying people to rip up their lawns? Yes, I do remember that. I love, they're doing that now because there's a drought for some reason. I wonder why. And, yeah. And, uh, like, I saw a lady on Instagram who was like, yeah, I got $25,000 for ripping up my lawn. <laughs> I mean, I assume she <laughs> inherited a mansion or something. But I like the idea that, like, you can literally turn your grass into green. You know what I mean? Like, it's we, just, we always talk about, like, the money tree. Like, money doesn't grow on trees. Money do grow in the ground. <laughs> you just got to destroy that ground first. All you got to do is rip up your lawn and, like, live in sand. How much time do you spend? Wait a minute. No. Why am I saying this? You seem like a lawn layer. A what? A lawn layer. <laughs> what the fuck does that Someone mean? Someone who lays out in a lawn? I don't know how I can make this any clearer. I don't have a lawn. But if you had a lawn, you would lay in it. Yeah, sure. I guess I could imagine that. <laughs> okay, let's really drill down on this. You, hippy-dippy, earthy Birthy. <laughs> you seem like the kind of girl who would go out and lay out in the lawn and like take an Instagram or do a TikTok or like there's even- a butterfly I'm landing on. But you seem all hippy dippy earthy birthy. Do you even know what the fuck you're talking about? A lawn liar? <laughs> yes. Are you just like letting words spill out? Well, I mean, A, that is the podcast. <laughs> but B, you you're you seem like the kind of girl who'd be like, I'm gonna go lay in the park. Yeah, if I had easy access to grass, I cannot deny that I would not lay in it. Are you insulted by me calling you a lawn layer? Is that what? Is that what's happening? Why we're talking about this? Because you seem like a lawn layer, not a dirt. Where in the fuck did this come from? Not a dirt napper. It means nothing. It means everything. Because if you rip up your lawn, you can no longer lay. You got to take what they call a dirt nap. And you seem like you don't want to be a dirt napper. You want to be a lawn layer. I'm a dirt napper, baby. Rip up the lawns and give me the prawns. I guess the monies I can buy prawns with. Yeah, if I had a lawn, I would theoretically not rip it up with dirt for money if this lawn was theoretically located in California. And uh, theoretically, I could get money for a lawn that I don't. Yeah, no, I think I would rather lay in the grass than rip the lawn up. Is that what you were looking for? And and this is what makes such an interesting podcast is that we come from two different perspectives. The dirt napper meets the lawn layer. Only on the loudest. Did you know, listener, that in California, an almond, a single almond, has more right to water than a human? (laughs) (laughs) Almonds have done so much more for me than humans, though. I'm drinking almonds right now. Thanks. Almonds have done a shitload more for California than humans ever have. Here's the thing. If drinking breast milk, A, was acceptable as an adult, and B, tasted as good as almond milk, it might. Then let's talk. Until then... Almond milk, low in calories, high in almonds. I love this stuff. Man, the first person that figures out a way how to legally sell titty milk and offers it as like a fountain of youth type of product, markets it, is going to be a fucking billionaire. You got, we already got people eating their placentas. How much of a bigger step is it to get people to start drinking breast milk? 
We had there's more breast milk than placentas out there. Those are uh, those have what they like a like a nine month reset timer. The placenta, yeah, you know, but like breast milk, like every couple of hours, that's there's the reset timer on that. And of course, you, you know, if you spend shards or poor gems, you can probably get that book a little sooner. You have to use a hundred ingots <laughs> to speed the process up. Why do I get the feeling if we had access to breast milk, we would try it once. We would put it in our coffee once. I've heard it's very sweet. You would probably like breast milk. It's sweet? I, that's what I've heard. I've never tasted You've it. You've heard it's sweet? Yeah. Oh, my God. No wonder babies love this stuff. But breast milk is good. Yeah, that's why you can't, why lead paint is such a big problem is because kids peel it off the wall and you eat it and it tastes sweet. Like breast milk? Uh-huh. So they're like, mm, this is just like mommy's. This yeah, is like paint, my mommy juice. Paint titties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it! No wonder I love chocolate and sweets so much. Okay. If anyone out there has got a little extra of the sweet stuff, maybe you can, maybe you can send it to daddy and mommy and give us a taste. I mean, women have to, first of all, nobody listening to this is a woman. Oh, Second wait, wait, wait. No, that's not true. We have five. <laughs> oh, five whole ones? Yes, we have five of them. Well, to you five. Those five, let me tell you, when you are pregnant and you're, you're, you just give birth and you're breastfeeding, apparently it really hurts. Like, just making milk all the time. Like, you have to pump or else it hurts. Really? Yeah, that's why you can't just pump before you go to work. And then let's like like bitches always be complaining about having places to pump their breast milk because like you have to pump multiple times throughout the day. Yeah, I used to get high in the lactation room. <laughs> How was it? Based. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's and, and then sometimes like a lady would knock on the door. I'd be like, ah, give me a second. I got rights too. <laughs> yeah, feed your dumb kid. I'm feeding my high, bitch. <laughs> Let's talk placenta eating for a second, which okay. is not something I thought I'd say at like maybe the 15 minute mark of this show. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today. Jake Novak has gone on the record and we are going to read that record into the record. I don't know. Rancho's excited to talk about some Nathan Masry thing. I, I'm excited to hear about it. I am going to talk about it, but let me tell you, I'm not, don't slander me by saying I'm excited about a Nathan Masry project. I'm not. You're not? I will talk about his, I have I have opinions, so we can discuss his uh, weird uh, anti-celibus, his uh, virgin love quest he's going on. Okay. I'm very excited to hear about this thing that you're indifferent to talk about but <laughs> we were watching a reality show the other day and there was a lady talking about the whole placenta eating thing and she was like yeah i so the placenta come out of me i put it in a box full of box with dry ice send it to arizona they send back capsules i eat the capsules i eat the placenta they're just sending her those capsules where you put it in the water and a dinosaur grows, right? And she's eating that. They didn't grind up her placenta. I imagine five years from now, we'll find out that some sick perverts were just masturbating into their placentas and grinding them up and setting it back. Like, this business is sus to me and I don't know how you grind up a placenta. So I've got questions right off the bat. You know, let me tell you what. When I started talking about grinding up a placenta and eating it, I said to myself, I, you know, I bet we'll talk about this for five and ten minutes. No, I think I'm done. Because the image of somebody masturbating on a... What is wrong with you today? Masturbating on a placenta and then grinding it up and then sending it to someone and having them eat it? Now, here's what I would do. I would masturbate on the placenta and then I would invite them over and cook it as a nice meal because I want to see them eat it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that is the good part. You could take the placenta, boil it, kind of make it into a 
big new a wrapper, like one for a dumpling or something, yeah. and fill it with sweet treats and eat it. <laughs> you never have. I've never seen you have as much fun. <laughs> the faces of pure joy you're making right now. <laughs> Discussing this hypothetical placental masturbation story. All right. I'm moving us on. I'm moving us on. Uh, last week, uh, when I talked about turning 40, I said to myself, like, ah, don't do one of those podcasts where it's like a guy talking about what's different when he turned 40. Like, ah, everybody's got a podcast like that. But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, I do have like one or two things that I do. Some mm-hmm. w- very boomery things. So I'm just going to call these middle-aged bro tips from your middle-aged bro. How Ooh, about I'm that? I'm excited. Yeah, All I right. love it. Look, I'm only going to give like one or two. And these are tips even for non-middle-aged bros. If you have, if there's a middle-aged bro in your life, this will help you care and treat the middle-aged <laughs> bro that you're in charge of keeping alive. If um, you're a middle-aged bro or you're calling on behalf of one... <laughs> Or someone you love is a boomer. All right. For people, look, you don't think you're going to turn 40 one day, but you are. I want you to remember this now. It's going to take you like five minutes to put on your shoes. (laughs) Okay? So if you've got to leave, you need to start like factoring in those extra five minutes. You know, if you think you're going to leave at 3.30, actually, you should probably try to leave at 3.25 because like... Bending down to tie your shoes is going to make you winded. Question. Of course. Does it hurt? Yes. <laughs> it absolutely hurts. All the blood rushes to your face. Your hands aren't responding to you like they used to. These hands used to do everything I wanted. They used to touch me in ways that even God himself couldn't. Now I barely know these gnarled, twisted paws. Uh, okay, continue. I will. What you're going to want to do is invest in a high-quality shoehorn. I'm sorry. It, you're going to have to. Now, Rancho, you think of the shoehorn as like the as essentially the tool of the boomer, correct? Can you please explain to our listeners what a shoehorn is? You <laughs> Now, this is so interesting to me. The fact that you think they need shoehorns explained. And to me, they're as common as a poop knife. Like, <laughs> ma- like this is... Really? You think they need it explained? I mean, well, I, I, they're not the same thing because obviously everybody has a poop knife. Right. But not... I don't think Zoomers really have, like, shoehorns anymore. I don't think Zoomers will have seen a shoehorn in the same way that they see, like, a poop knife every time they walk into the bathroom. Okay, now to me, I assume they would be seeing their parents' poop knives, but maybe they hate their parents. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. Do. My parents got me my own poop knife. Yeah, of course. Of course. All right, so a shoehorn, it's a, it's like a, imagine an ice cream cone cut in half, okay? So it's got like a cylindrical... Already terrible. <laughs> All right, shoehorn. Imagine a paint stirrer stick. But instead, cylindrical, like a half pipe. Like, imagine you cut a pipe in half. You shove... Wait, first off, before before I get to you, how am I doing? No, good, good. That was really good. You think that's better? I think that's better, yes. You think people know what a paint stirrer stick is and not an ice cream cone? It's a stick. It's a stick. The paint... The problem was not the ice cream cone analogy. The problem was you said cut the ice cream cone in half. That's what you got to do. See, you're saying long ways, but I, my brain immediately <gasps> thought in oh. half. Like, oh, a smaller cone. No. Okay. You Thank you very much. Okay. Not a mini cone or a kitty cone. Cut it. 
down from, oh, cut it horizontally. Vertically. Cut it vertically. Oh, no. <laughs> Horizontal is the one you just fucked up. A paint stir stick is used because sometimes the pigment goes on top of the paint, and you got you to gotta distribute the pigment throughout the latex or oil-based paint or varnish. It's a stick. It makes a paint with the stick. It's a very specific stick. <laughs> It's it's just tall enough to pop out of the gallon of the of the uh, of the paint. Uh, but anyway, so take a stick, kind of warp it so it like a pipe. You shove half the stick in the shoe, and then it help your heel get in the shoe. Huh? Does that when you put when you use those instruments? I this is something I've been wondering. Does it push back? You know how in the heel of your shoe you have like that padding? Yeah. That like if you're a lazy asshole and you just like to take your shoes off, you don't untie them. You just kind of step on the backs and pull them out. That's the part that gets fucked up after a while if you keep doing that. Yeah. Does that happen when you use a shoe torn? Oh no 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 absolutely not. Okay. No, if anything, a shoehorn is better because. Those kind of people are also the kind of people that like try to shove their foot in the shoe real fast. And you know, and they use their finger as sort of a mini shoehorn, a mini horn, much like the mini kitty cone that you thought I was talking about when you cut the cone horizontally, but no, you cut it vertically. Yeah, wait, what the fuck? Why do I need a shoehorn? I got 10 shoehorns right here. Because bending down to do that, that's your whole day. I'm sorry, boomers everywhere. (laughs) What I did was I Googled World's strongest shoehorn. I'm going to get it for the camera. Oh, please do. Oh, the weed guy's outside. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back after this with the weed guy story, and also I'm going to show you the shoehorn. Hey, I've come back. I'm returned with no weed. <laughs> and I've returned with a shoehorn that could kill a homeless man. Oh, damn, it is kind of shaped like a ice cream cone cut vertically. <laughs> you know, let me hand this thing up. Okay, three foot tall. Made of solid steel. <laughs> Look at this thing. This is this would be the hit of any of those 1970s bondage parties. Let me hand it off to you. Yeah, this would make it. Oh, it's got some weight to it. Yeah, it's like a ski kind of. It's shaped like a ski that you'd ski down a mountain on. It is unironically marketed as the world's strongest shoehorn. If you're turning 40 or you know someone who is, you could just get it, okay? Okay? It's going to make your whole life a lot easier. Can I try to break it? No. Oh, okay. I want to see how strong it really was. Well, I, here's what I think you'd do. <laughs> I think you'd bend it, and then I have to bend it back. You could try to bend it. Go ahead. All right, hold it up a little higher to the camera if you're going to ruin okay. my shoehorn. It's wrench time. <clears throat> yeah, I bent it. <laughs> No, but really, like, try to bend it. Like, really. No, I did. I bent it. You're just doing, like, a little prank here, right? Look, look. There's I- no bend in it. Like, no, Rancho, seriously. Like, use your strength, okay? Like, Rancho, re- like, like, stop, like, stop joking around. I, I know it's a comedy it podcast. Wow. I bent it back. It truly is the world's strongest <laughs> shoe. It's zoomer proof. It's zoom proof. Damn it. All right, well, hand me that thing. Don't want you ruining my shoehorn. It's the most valuable thing I own. This is like that engagement ring I gave to you. Wow. But for boomers. Oh, okay. Now that you put it that way. Now that you put it in terms my woman brain can understand. All right. Well, but speaking of engagements, what, did your weed guy have a previous engagement? Uh, Stupid idiot. Okay. I hate weed people. Man, the day that... This is another reason we need to open dispensaries because the motherfucking day you can sue your weed man for bad customer service cannot come soon enough. So this dummy, all right, so if you've never been to New York City before, here's a quick layout. There's five major boroughs. Each borough 
has numbered streets on yes. it. Is that fair to say? Hey, there's a 34th Street, and then there's another 40, 34th Street. Yeah. Right. And everything's kind of on a grid. So, like, you walk one direction, you'll go 61st, 62nd, 63rd. And that's the same thing for pretty much every Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, and the Bronx. That's uh, how it goes. So, there are multiple. We live on a street that's a number, let's say 40. Yeah. 40. We live on 69th street yes. right? so we live on street 420 and i'm texting the guy and he's like where do you live and i was like i live on street 420 and then i put the brooklyn zip code the exact zip code the brooklyn zip code for brooklyn because new york is so big that there are many zip codes and many 34th streets so this dumb sh- ass uh messages me he's like i'll be there in 15 to 20 minutes of course he shows up 45 minutes later like yeah okay whatever but that that, i was expecting that that's like the standard hurdle you need to jump over you know there's like a level of bullshit you have to put up with uh, for example going to the airport like you can get tsa pre-check but that minimizes your disturbance you need to expect some disturbances same thing with trying to get weed delivered like you need to expect there's going to be a little bit of nonsense so this uh Silly, silly man calls me on the phone and is like, hey, I'm uh, close to this street and 420 Street and fuck you street. And I'm like, well, you're not really close. Can you come to shove it up your ass street and 69th Street? And he's like, what? You're not in 420 Avenue in Manhattan? And I'm like, no, I'm in 420 Avenue in Brooklyn. And he's like, and then he starts getting real upset. Like, oh, damn, darn. Damn, I thought you were in Manhattan. And I was like, why? It's like, why did you think I wasn't in Manhattan? I sent you the zip code. And he says, yeah, it's usually a $100 minimum to go to Brooklyn. And I'm like, why did you go to Manhattan? I gave you the Brooklyn zip. I I was like, did I not send you? I do that thing that I do when I want to be confrontational, but not like excessively assertive, which is I I ask a question I damn well know the answer to, which is always like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I not send you the Brooklyn zip code? He's like, I thought you were in Manhattan. He just keeps saying that over and over again. And I'm like, uh, dude, uh, listen, I sent you the address. I gave you the zip code. I can't do anything else. Like, I regret that I cannot visit you and put it in the address in your GPS for you physically with my hands. Because I don't know how else I could fucking... Would you like me to share my location with you, sir? Unless this is his first day in New York, there are five 69th Street and 420 fuck you boulevards. There's one in the Bronx. There's one in Queens. There's one out on Long Island. Unless this is literally his first day delivering weed, I don't know. Maybe this guy's a stoner or something. Yeah, ho. Why'd you pick Manhattan? How do you know I'm not on, like, Staten Island or something? Yeah, how do we know? Why, why didn't you go to, the, to 420 Fuck You Boulevard in the Dakotas? It's almost like this is something we should be asking when offering to deliver things in a period of one to two hours. It's almost like this guy might be on drugs. Yeah, no, we need to get we need to get back to we need weed dispensaries run with people with like crack dealer mentality. Like, don't do your own drugs. That's the straightest. Don't do your own drugs because that fucks with you. You sell it, you supply it, you do not. Get fuck around on the job site. When you are working, you should not be so fucked up you can't tell what borough you're going to. What you want is Amazon Prime weed. Yes. You want to be able to follow it on your phone. <laughs> you want 
a little cardboard box downstairs, smelling it dank. Well, listen, I'm sorry. What's the, what's this guy's name? I don't know. Fuzz, fuzz brain or okay, something. Okay, well, I'm sorry that like Scooter or The Wiz <laughs> or Jeepers Creepers, whatever this guy's name is, I'm sorry he fucked you up. Because here's the thing, right now he's giving you excuses. You can't smoke those. Can't smoke excuses, Craig. <laughs> yeah, no, you want Amazon Prime. You millennials want everything instantly. No, Asterius, I want my product that I'm offering to exchange currency for. I didn't know that that was too much to ask. It's to fucking text a guy who's saying, hey, I'll deliver weed to you, and message him and says, hey, can you deliver weed to me? Apparently, that's too much to fucking ask, according to you. Well, let me tell you what is going to happen. Right now, he's up in Harlem. He's not coming to Brooklyn. No, he's like, not. Like, uh, you're going to have to. You know what? When we went on our walk the other day, we took pictures of many, many flyers. Maybe send someone else an Instagram DM. <laughs> you might need to find another hookup. I'm just going to start doing crack. Probably <laughs> because weed, to people find. Are, pe- weed people are so unreliable. Crack like, people have crack energy. Crack people. I have never seen a crackhead not get crack when he wants crack. <laughs> You're damn right. Like those crack dealers, I don't know who's dealing it, but they seem to know how to get the product into the hands of the clientele. So you're making a lot of good points. All and right. I admire that from a business aspect. All right. Well, listen, let's let's shift gears a little bit here. So you and I, long after the internet and the the common man has discarded Jake Novak, you and I are still very interested in the goings and blowings of Jake Novak. A guy from our Discord went to Disneyland and got his picture with Jake Novak. Oh, really? Because according to his he that particular incident, he's bitched about at length uh, on the internet. Wait, really? I don't know about this. He really does not. He did an interview recently. He broke his silence. He broke his silence <laughs> with a vulture. Just where they sit there and then they are like, boo-hoo, I'm getting a lot of publicity for something I put on the internet. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it up. <laughs> All right, excellent. Yeah, so just uh, so Jake Novak apparently, and this is widely known now, he is one of those barbershop quartet guys at Disneyland. A, I've seen those guys. I love those guys. B, in The Simpsons, the B sharps are voiced by those guys. So like, those guys are good at their job. That's exactly Jake Novak's speed. He should have stayed in his lane. He got one of the top singing jobs in the world. Disneyland barbershop dude. You're all, you've always got like a crowd that's happy to see you. You got a jaunty little outfit and a cool little cap. Face character, bro. He was a face character. Yes. You know how many sluts eat each other's faces to get face character roles at Disney parks? Yes, Except it's reliable work. And here's the thing about being a barbershop quartet guy. Eventually, no one's going to want to see Stitch. No, wait. I need to pick a character that's different. Everyone will always want to see Stitch. One day, not everyone's going to want to see Moana. Like, one day, Moana's going to be shuffled out. Yeah, exactly. Like, I imagine 10 years from now, there wouldn't be a, won't be a huge line to see Max from a very goofy movie. Yeah, or an extremely goofy movie. <laughs> yeah, either or. Is that, are there two movies? You're damn right there are. There's an extremely, he goes to college. I'm and like, then Goofy also goes to college. I've been to Disneyland exactly one time in my life, and Max was the only character without line to see him. So my dad dragged me to see Max, and the lady that was like, Max's handler. <laughs> 
I took a picture with them. The lady's like, as Max is signing my character book, she's like, what's your favorite part of Disney? Besides meeting Max. And I look at her, I'm like, who the fuck is Max? <laughs> you don't know Max? <laughs> yeah, because I was like six. He was the leader of the goof troop. They'll always be together. The goof troop. Best of friends forever. Now we're calling everyone. Come along and join the fun. We're going to the Goof Troop. You've never heard of Goof Troop? You, you don't know what Goof Troop is? No, no. Anyways, Jake Novak is like, he's so fucking whiny and annoying. It's like, I read this interview with him and there's another one. He got attention from CN fucking N. And he's on there just like whining about people filming him at Disney at his job he's like people are acting like I love this stupid fucking game that everybody's playing like he didn't get on the internet and beg for attention and they're now acting like wow it's so terrible that you're getting harassed at your job like his job is not to get pictures taken with him he looks very good in that little outfit he, out of the out of the four people that I saw he's the best looking one he's very he's like fit this little guy he's like a little fit the other three look like bowlers. Well, he considers that harassment. Walking up to him in his job and being like, hey, you're the guy who does silly thing on the internet. Can I take a picture of it? Well, like, if you don't want that to happen, go work at a fucking paper supply company or something. You know what? You're absolutely right. I guess he thought, like, at some point, he would become so famous that he quit his Disney job, which is it's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I think he assumed that right. when, when the thing finally took off... He wouldn't have to do this popsicle stand anymore. Right. But he, he'd be on SNL and not Main Street. He'd be USA. an SNL cast <laughs> Exactly. So, okay. So now I know he's done a couple of interviews. I've on purpose not read the interviews because you've been so excited. So take us take us there, Rancho. Okay. So we have a full interview from Vulture uh, of Jake Novak just whining about being called cringe and SNL and shit. And uh, I'm just going to pick out the good parts and the parts that, and by good parts, I mean the parts that annoyed me the most. Okay. You get gems like this little excerpt. Um, How did you feel when people called you cringy? Spelled with an E, so we're not fucking around here. (laughs) There's definitely some second guessing of myself, like, oh, do I just not get it? And did I really misstep that much? You start to question yourself. It definitely does start to make you wonder, oh gosh, there are that many people saying this. Is this true? So, in brackets, gets choked up. Oh no. There's a little bit of questioning that goes on. I wonder if I actually am the things I think of myself to be. Well, he (laughs) thinks of himself as the next SNL cast member. And that's clearly not true. (laughs) I got a lot of really nasty emails. I had a contact form on my website, which in the past got probably 10 emails a year. And then I was getting that many in the week or more. On these forums, you just can't put in any email address that you want. So I get a lot of LaurenMichaels at (laughs) gmail.com. Oh, my God. Sending me an email like, wow, we love you. Call this number and let's set up a meeting. (sighs) Or people just saying, you're horrible. (laughs) Definitely got at least one encouragement to kill myself. Okay, now now listen, we don't make light of suicide on this show, and we never would. Moved in with a cousin, his cousin committed Sudoku. I don't even say the word. Exactly. But can we agree that we expected more than one? Can we agree that that's not a fucking death threat, telling someone to kill themselves? Okay, look, it's definitely not. But can we agree that I would have guessed like 10? No, I, I much... I would be very surprised if there were not hundreds of people actively telling him to 
kill himself. Right, and that's not the. And you know what? You, you actually wait. He's talking about emails, not comments. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a ton of comments, but like one email telling you to commit Sudoku is actually pretty good for the internet. Yeah, it's actually great for the internet, especially when you get as much attention as this guy did. Yeah. Like, and that's where part of the whininess comes from is like he goes on the internet, he posts a video basically saying, I want attention from the entire world. He gets attention from the entire world and it's not what he wanted. And now he's like like whining about it and crying. He's like, I've gotten death threats. And the only thing excuse he can come up with is people telling him to kill himself, which is not a death threat because if it was, I have threatened to kill every member of Congress. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If it were, which I did not. Thank you. Thank you. That'll make the editing a lot easier. (laughs) Yeah, you and I have gotten death threats. You got death threats for your Spider-Man story, remember? I mean, yeah, people tell me to kill myself every day. Yeah. Death threat, bro. Exactly. That's the internet. Like, you you can't go on TikTok and not expect a few death threats. I'm sorry. Do I wish it were different? Yes. Why did you decide not to post a video on the following Wednesday? Because, you know... He, he posts music vi- weekly music videos are his jam. Bro. <laughs> Bro. When did you decide not to post a new video on one, following Wednesday? Very soon before the following Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> My initial thought was that I was just going to take it in stride. I had something written and recorded that I was pretty ready to move forward with. It had nothing to do with any of this. But then, at the time, I did send it to a friend for feedback. And he told me, this is not what you want to do next. Jake, we're going to have to have a talk. This is your friend, Sierra. This is everybody else. Can you guys shut the podcast off if you're not Jake Novak? I just want to talk to Jake Novak for a while, okay? I'll give you a second. You can, like, pause, shut everything down. Yeah, just get a beverage. You don't even need to shut the podcast off. Just go leave the room. Maybe get, like, a can of Coke or something. All right, now that they're gone, Jake Novak, I, I need to talk to you. <clears throat> Jake, I know you wrote a song about Roe v. Wade getting overturned. I know that's what it is. I'm gonna need you to drop the abortion song. <laughs> I read that. It's it's just you and me. It's okay. You can admit. I need you to drop the abortion song, Jake, because I am psychic. I am magic. That's how I'm able to communicate with you right now. Your best friend, Sierra, I'm magic. That's how I'm talking to you and I know your name. Uh, and that's how I know about the abortion song. And I'm telling you, this is your mad city. You need to do it. You need to drop this track. What if Kanye, this is your senpai who was in Paris. Like that track went so hard, made Kanye go fucking insane immediately afterwards. This is the song that gets you on SNL. Now, I know the gun song, people are like, you know, maybe this is a little insensitive. It's kind of not super cool to be taking this uh, issue and trying to use it to show off your range. <laughs> but I'm telling no, fuck that. Those people are wrong. Those people are idiots. I'm going to need the abortion song now, Jake. <laughs> All right, everybody else can go back. I'm Welcome back, back Thank you. Damn. It's the only time in the world I ever wished I was Jake Novak. I want to hear that great advice. So then they go on to ask him about, like, how has being a TikTok cringe star affected your job? That's, wait, is that the question? How did they phrase that question? And how does that affect your work there? Okay. After talking about Disneyland. Oh, yeah. how does that affect your work at Disneyland? God, yes. Uh, 
What is unusual is that I've sort of come from to a less trustful place. I think in the past I was reasonably sure that anyone who was taking a video was doing so purely out of a place like they're on vacation, they're having a good time, they want to remember this nice thing that they saw and enjoyed it. Now I look at everyone with a phone as I'm singing and doing my job, and I'm not sure what they're going to do with that. I mean, I don't this know. This is another part where we've played this fun little game where we pretend he didn't go on the internet and beg for attention. And now he's getting attention for people and he's upset about it. I mean, what's the worst they're going to do with it? Like just I've seen TikToks and Instagram. They're just going to put the word cringe over it in some in like the Instagram font and upload it. And that's it. They're just going to put it on TikTok or something. Be like, hey, I saw Jake Novak. And then everybody in the comments is going to be like, LOL, cringe or LOL. Did you are you Lauren Michaels? You should go talk to that guy. (laughs) Right. Or they're going to go, wow, you met the next SNL cast member. Yeah, they'll make jokes like that. Like nobody is going to what could they like? Don't whip your dick out and you'll be fine. What do you care? Yeah, that's good advice for almost any situation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's like comes back around to if you don't want people recording you or your job, your job should not be literally standing on a street corner screaming. (laughs) Okay, look, I kind of get it a little bit. The people that are asking to take selfies with Jake Novak now reek of online. I'm going to show you a picture of this listener of ours who took a picture with Jake Novak. And I think you're going to agree. He's it's clear this person is only doing it for the me. As you should. Okay, I'm looking at this photo. This is a nice photo. I don't see it. Like, yeah, okay. This is clearly a, like I, I see a. Listener wearing chains and a Yu Yu Hakusho t-shirt. It's the Yu Yu Hakusho t-shirt that tells Jake Novak, this is the rest of my life. I am now a trophy to be stood near by memers. (laughs) Yes, you are. I think you should embrace it. Honestly, if I was Jake Novak, oh my God. See, this is what I was talking about. If he just would have went the opposite direction, embraced the fact that he's a meme now, he probably could have like gotten on SNL. No, I 100% agree. I think he played this wrong. Like, because uh, he's he's doing the sympathy thing. Like, you know, he's going to Vulture, he's going to CNN, he's crying during the interview. Sympathy's not funny. Like, sympathy's not going to get me any laughs. Like, I feel bad for a widower. I'm not laughing at them. Right. This isn't, it's not funny and it makes me want to forget about Jake Novak more than I did previously yeah exactly like you and i suggested that he immediately release a song that was called like i made cringe yeah like i'm sorry i did cringe will you please forgive me and stop telling me to kill myself on hinge (laughs) (laughs) cut that together so it sounds good (laughs) it sounded great just the way it was i was on tiktok and everything was a going to plan and now i have 12 year olds telling me to kill myself on instagram that's fucking perfect the day i posted cringe yes that's exactly what it should be like uh, we had a line that was like when it comes to controversy i'm a new arriver but now i've posted cringe and i have lost subscriber yeah that's perfect yes man if he would have just ah such a loss it makes me sad the lost opportunity here yeah exactly because he could have like laughed along with it would we have made fun of that oh absolutely we would have called his song being about cringe double cringe and we would have said oh now you're leaning into it 
But that also would have worked. It absolutely would have worked. And the fact that like, because a bunch of people are calling him like cringe millennial is a comment that I'm seeing frequently. If you as a millennial were like, ha ha, yeah, I'm a millennial and I don't care that Zoomers are making fun of me. You know how many other millennials in the world would eat that shit like candy? Enough that you could get on SNL, which by the way, Jake Dovac, you have about... What, 300,000 subscribers on TikTok? That's way more people that are watching us now. <laughs> yes, exactly. You got a great job. You're singing on Main Street. You got this big TikTok following. That, and by the way, your TikTok, they want to hear from you. Well, maybe one person named Sierra Santana wants to hear from me more than anybody else. I think you know what I want to hear, Jake Novak. I think you know what you did. And I think, uh, let me tell you, it's going to be, it's going to be your fucking swimming pools. It's going to be, it's going to, we're going to be hearing uh, abortion, no thanks. Or Roe v. Wade, no thanks. Supreme Court, no thanks. <laughs> Over the radio. For decades. How about no wage, no way? Oh, that's good. And what's something else? Let's, hmm. What's the name here? Like, uh, Let's think of abortion words. How about row, row, no you don't? Uh, that's uh, the, uh, uh, Row, row. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And remember, I'm coming up with Jake. These have to be bad. I'm coming up with Jake Novak. They ideas. have to be. Okay. It's fetus, zygote. <laughs> How about thing? instead of Michael Jackson's Beat It, no fetus. Dun, 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 dun. Just I got the right to. <laughs> I got the rights to abort my kid. I don't care what the SCOTUS or the POTUS did. Fun fact, we were driving through California. Bio back when we were on vacation, and we passed a billboard that said, abortion still legal in California. That's the greatest <laughs> possible. An art director made it. A creative director approved it. A high-quality bitmap file was transmitted to a to a large-format printer. Guys rolled that thing up with the rollers. Like, think of all the people that had to say yes to that. There is a group of board members somewhere sitting around being like, hey, what do we do with this extra taxpayer money? And someone was like, yeah, Steve, billboard for abortion. <laughs> And everybody was like, yes, that makes sense. I thought that was the fucking coolest goddamn thing. I, I love that billboard for abortion. Um, oh, actually, wait, speaking of our California trip, I forgot one thing that I wanted to mention about our California trip last time. When I took Rancho to like the world's largest weed uh, lounge, I was like, well, I got to order something for myself, too. So I, I ordered like a CBD drink. So like I go to the guy and I'm like, yeah, and I'll take one of those, uh, those uh, CBD uh, colas you got there. And he like looked at me with like panic and fear in his eyes. And he got close to me and he was like, I just want to warn you, this doesn't have real weed in it. Uh, are you sure that's what you want? And I was like, I know, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm sober. Like, just complete, just give me the stupid can. And the guy was like, okay, all right. I'm so sorry about your loss. Remember that super intense, like, 70s guy? Yeah, it's awesome. He was so keyed up to get us high. It was great. It was, like, the opposite of New Jersey. Yes. Like, where you walk in, like, this is going to get you so fucked. And I'm like, this only has 1,500 milligrams of THC. Are you sure that's going to be enough? Yeah, because you've got that $90 tincture there that has no weed in it. Now they have 90 of your dollars and you have goofy juice. Well, yeah, and I, I guess at least now I have $80. No goofy juice. I guess that's true. All right, well, anyway, speaking of goofy, goofy, Main Street, Jake Novak. Jake, come back. 
we, your audience wants to hear from you. We want to hear what you have to say about the Trump documents. Yeah, Trump's docs are classified. Well, he'll be flash fried because he lied and then people died. Wait, I don't know if people died. He lied. Nuclear bomb went off. People died. There you go. I don't know. I don't know. Keep working on it, Jake. This is my job. This is why this is I don't have 300,000 followers on TikTok. It's... I would also, if Jake, I was Jake Novak, like I would real, I would lean into the cringe things so hard. Like if people were taking yeah. pictures with me, I would like, like oh big shitty thing grin. Like I would ruin everyone's photo. <laughs> Someone has pitched a thing where like Jake does a solo where he's like, I want to be the next Main Street barbershopper. <laughs> like you need to, you got to lean into this, buddy. You got to do what Sheryl Sandberg said and lean in. You know, the woman who ruined the 2016 election. Oh my God, I have an idea. Jake, you need to, here's what you pitch to Lauren Michaels to get out of SNL. You pitch a song called, I want to be the next TikTok laughing stock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, speaking of laughing stocks, um, you, for a while, for a couple of weeks now, Rancho's been trying to tell me something about Nathan Masry, and it's just never, we've never had the time. What What's happening? Okay, um, you know what? This is what, I debated giving this attention, and I think one day I might be mad that I gave this attention, but you know what? It's too good to not talk about. So, Nathan Masry, we all know him. We all love him. The cow that just keeps on giving orange milk. <laughs> Nathan Masry. <laughs> Um, he recently, he now sells deodorant and I'm not going to say the name of the deodorant because I have this schizo Adderall theory that this, what we're about to talk about is just a big publicity stunt for his deodorant company. So if everybody could start referring to his deodorant company as what, let's make a name for it. Fuck stick. Come, come glide. There you go. Come glide. If anybody, everyone could start referring to it as come glide so we don't like fuck with the seo that would be really helpful thank you especially in the comments like you could talk about how much you want to get nathan's cum glide <laughs> stuff like that so nathan has this deodorant company named cum glide which by the way he did a uh, slip up and admit on his instagram stories that his aunt bought him the company this guy who swears up down left right sideways six ways to sunday that his dad did not give him a single penny for all of his failing businesses of which there have been many Asterios got in his fucking Instagram, Corey, and could not stop himself. This is another thing I love about him and Russell Greer share a lot of uh, characteristics, which is part of the reason why I think I'm so like hyper transfixed with this guy is he knows he knows what he has said about his parents finances, his family finances. And he is he knows it is not a good idea to talk about like getting handouts from yeah. family members. But he still cannot stop bragging. He cannot stop talking to himself and bragging to the point where just all that completely goes out the window. I think that's similar to Russell because Russell it gets like so fucking upset at the internet. He has like pending court cases and people will tell him, like, Russell, don't go on the internet and talk about what a bitch whore that hooker was. But he's just so like a consumed by the emotions that he's feeling that he can't think logically. And Nathan does that too. Uh, he posted on his Instagram stories that like my aunt bought me a deodorant company because there was some story about Jeanette McCurdy talking about how her aunt was like abusive or something. She's like a celebrity's aunt's, uh, abuse them. My aunt bought me a deodorant company. Ergo, this was a very wait. Long he's trying to like stunt on Jeanette McCurdy, a girl who like wrote a book about the abuse she suffered at the hands of her mom. 
Any of us could stunt on Jeanette McCurdy. I don't remember specifically if it was Jeanette McCurdy. It was some celebrity. It was certainly Jeanette McCurdy. Like, he's always trying to, like, hop on the current trends. Speaking of current trends, we guys, 10 minutes away. What does that mean? 45? Yeah, it means he's not coming today. Uh, I said, awesome. Thank you. Anyways. Yeah, so Nathan's been doing this thing to promote his calm care. I guess he was celibate, but celibacy arc is over. My friendship has ended with with my friendship has ended with celibacy now fucking is my best friend so he's looking for a wife and he's posting up a storm on instagram about how he wants to have he's he's on a wife search now not a girlfriend a sweetheart boyfriend free girl search but a wife search we're not messing around here yeah nathan says that he is planning on having an event which is like a mass speed dating where he will go on like a couple minute date with however many people show up to the theater. And also there's going to be an open bar. And also there's going to be no application process, but there will be security. And also it's going to be a series. These are all things that have been added on eventually on the plan later on. And also it's going to be a series where Nathan will go to multiple cities throughout the world. Yeah, he's like, I'm doing Los Angeles, New York, Quebec, Dubai. Yeah, exactly. Like he's going to search the fucking world. Not one corner of this earth will not get searched for Nathan Masry's heart suite. Uh, I have a feeling that Nathan, obviously none of this is going to come to be because it's supposed to allegedly the date to happen is on September 1st. And after we have this conversation, I ain't talking about this shit anymore because Nathan can't do this. Nathan cannot put an event together. He can't do it. It's just, it's not possible. He can't do it. He had how many years to open a restaurant and he couldn't do that. He can't plan a television pro. He can't plan an event with security and book a venue and do like, we have planned shows places. We went on like a 14 city tour. Right. There are a lot of steps to planning something like what Nathan wants to do that I don't think Nathan has the capacity to do. I think he's doing a thing like Russell Greer does. I think Nathan and Russell's idea of trolling is very similar because Russell will do this thing where he'll get on the internet and he'll post something like, I'm going to make a follow-up video game to my Taylor Swift book and it's going to star me as a little pixel person. You have to throw CDs at Taylor Swift's agents and it's going to be like a shoot 'em up game, but you're throwing CDs at lawyers. You're not shooting anybody because he's learned that lesson one time in a court of law. Uh, and but then- what about those explosive CDs from Degeneration X? <laughs> I don't know. We have to ask. Right. So, um... Then people will post comments like just slandering, just uh, absolutely obscene insults like, I don't know, this seems like a very ambitious project considering the fact that you have no experience in developing video games and that sounds like a really big investment. You should think a little bit more about your actions before you do, you know, just crazy, like outrageous slander like that. libel. And then after a while, he'll somebody will say something like, hey, what happened to that video game that you said you were going to do? And they'll be like, I was trolling. I was trolling. I just trolled all of you. So I have a feeling that after a while, when this show, of course, does not materialize, like it will not, uh, somebody's going to be like, hey, Nathan, what about that wife search? He's be like, I was trolling you this whole time. See, internet, I'm not a dumb idiot. Oh, my God. You're fucking right. That is what he's going to fucking do. Uh, to give the guy a tiny bit of credit, or rather, to give the money his aunt gave him credit, he might be able to use some of that money to hire someone to do all this. Like, granted... He can't do shit, but he could hire someone like Pascal to to like rent a space and get a pizza oven. You know, like he money talks. Exactly. Hang on. My weed guy's calling me. Oh, speaking of money. You're alive. I could. I 
assume that guy was just going to kidnap you. Yeah, no, I am alive. I am back from my weed venture. I have my pen here, and wow, this is legit. Really? This is legitimate. I'm pretty fucked up. Wait, tell, okay, walk people through it. Like, what did you buy? Like a, a pre-roll of this or that? Like, like give people a little insight into the process. All right, well, listeners, here's the process of buying drugs. <laughs> Right now, I'm going to explain it to you, and hopefully this will be... I think me just explaining without hyperbole what I went through today will be the strongest argument I could possibly make for why we need legal dispensaries everywhere. So uh, after fucking up, this whole process took about six hours, I'd say, from initial contact to delivery. Uh, after the mishap, driving to the wrong borough, he gets here, and I was like, yeah, I'm leaning in his car window like a poorly rendered Grand Theft Auto hooker. And I'm like, yeah, what are you, you uh, like hey he says hey i'm like are you here for the delivery like i'm so fucking awkward i would absolutely get busted buying drugs on the street i'll be the last person in the history of the united states to get like arrested for buying weed from an undercover cop because i am so sketchy just like as a guy so i'm like hey are you here for like the delivery like a dumbass so he's like yeah i got wedding cake ak-47 cherry garcia i'm like i don't know what that like yeah cherry whatever but it's a saliva. I can't smoke salivas. I need indigos. So I'm already a little wired. Damn, yeah, you know, you, you got you do got a little bit of the zip. The reason I knew it wasn't an undercover cop was that he went to Harlem instead of here. An undercover cop would have been here right on time or early. Exactly. Harlem Because they have a job to do. Arrest you. People in Harlem have their own weed dealers. They don't need to book our Brooklyn swill. No. <laughs> we don't we you don't get the number for a I mean I fucking guess I got the number for this guy in Brooklyn. You so did. Who fucking knows? What even is a directions? <laughs> Yeah. What even is the Earth? Like, where are we right now? Who's to say we're not in Manhattan? Good fucking but Manhattan is a state of mind, man. Maybe, like, the Earth is turning in a way that where we are positioned right now is where Manhattan was two hours ago. So technically, we were wrong the whole time. We've been in the ocean up to this point. So what did the guy look like? Uh, me. I'm sorry? He looked like my brother a lot, actually. No shit! Okay! And my brother looks like a clone of, like a male clone of me. Okay! My brother looks like if you took me in a, t if you had me and you my head cryogenically frozen in a test tube and you like tried to replicate me because the head was close to death, so you're like, oh shit, we need to make another one of these, and you grabbed a couple like eyebrows, I'm, and you grew somebody, it would look like that guy in that car. No big beard? <laughs> no t-shirt that said uh, the pixies on it? No, very long eyelashes, very thick eyebrows, and uh, those douchebag sunglasses that aren't actually the round ones, the little round ones that were are red. I kind of dig them. I'm not going to lie. No, you would look good in those. Wait a minute. Is this the first ever attractive drug dealer? This guy sounds kind of hot. He was kind of hot, actually. Yeah. He, he looked a little bit like, if you guys remember that Disney XD show, Motor City, The Duke of Detroit, he kind of looked like that with different sunglasses. You bought drugs off the Duke of Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty fucking cool. Okay. Tell us about his car. Was he driving like a cool, nice car? You, every time I've bought drugs off a guy in a car, it's been like a shitty beater. Uh, no, these drug dealers, they're like balling now because he had a, uh, what's it? Wow, damn it. Da Lexus. Alexis. I don't know. You bought drugs off of a male model in Alexis. I bought drugs off of a guy who was probably Slavic because he was wearing a tracksuit. Who kind of looked like me with douchebag glass. Yeah, you know what? That is what, that is what drug dealers look like. 
I'm realizing as I as these words are coming to my mouth, I'm thinking to myself, oh, that's a weird person that you're describing. But then the other half of my brain is like, no, that's just what that would be weird normally. But that's normal for a drug dealer. If you're skinny, a tracksuit looks good on you because everything looks good on you because you're skinny. Yeah, exactly. All right. I like this. Okay, so you lean over the car. You hand him your 70 bucks. Uh, did you buy like a chocolate bar or flour or like what? What was the take? No, I just got this vape pen. I you, think it's disposable. You only bought a disposable vape pen. Actually, that's not. I, disposable vape pens are pretty cool. Okay, so you took a hit off of that literally three minutes ago and you're already <laughs> flying? I, I feel a little. Fu- yeah, I feel a little zippy. Damn. I don't know. When I'm, see, when I'm high like this and I'm very talkative, I feel like what I'm saying makes no sense. It does. It, it does. makes sense. See, okay. I can't wait to listen back to this when I'm sober because I feel like when I'm high and I'm talking, I'm kind of playing a game, which is a game that I also play when I'm speaking a different language, which is like slowly putting together sentences. Yeah, like, like Tetris. Imagine you have just a tray of words, like a baby. You know how baby games, they have like letters and they can put them together to make words. I just have a tray of words and I'm just digging through there and putting them together. Well, you're doing, uh, you're doing a good job. Don't look, I'm your co-pilot. I'll take care of anything if anything's up. But like, yeah, I uh, when we were in the break, I suggested Rancher take a hit off until we find out if it was CBD bullshit. <laughs> hey. It's legit. I will give it to uh, the fucking Duke of Detroit. He may not be able to be good with driving or directions, but he's good at sourcing weed. Excellent. Well, you've accomplished a lot today, Rancho. I have. Anyway, Nathan Mather is not getting married. None of this is going to happen. Uh, I guess fucking is on the menu again, boys. Yeah, I thought he was celibate. I thought he was, too. I thought he was disgusted by pussy. Or all sex. Because, like, he... And he even declared his celibacy an identity worthy of the protections that we give to gays. Like, remember, he was like, how come... Why can't we call it LGBTQC? Right. Yeah, because, like, gay people can stop being gay when they decide it's time, right? I suppose... Like, Nathan Masri can stop being celibate. Gay people can stop being gay. I suppose everybody has the right to change their identity. I'm just saying, when you go out there and, like, fuck on Superman's kid for kissing another boy and then, like, declare your identity so strongly to just one day be like, nope, wife hunt, five city wife hunt, that's a big change. Yeah, yeah, I, you know what? I don't even get you right. Nathan Masri does have the right to change. Who am I? His sexuality is a fluid thing. He's discovering himself. Great. That's not going to change the fact that this isn't going to happen, and it's all an elaborate deodorant ad. Come glide, come glide, come glide. I read something once that you have to hear something eight times yeah. to remember it. So, uh, ready? Come glide, 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 come glide. That's eight times. Now it's drilled into your brain. That's the name of the deodorant brand. I don't know. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. That's the name of the deodorant brand. Say the name of the deodorant brand. What? I don't know what that is. No, it's Comglide. It's always been Comglide. So my guess is that he's going to be like in the middle of his wife hunt. Like he's going to be in Dubai. He's going to be like, boy, trying to find love really makes you sweat. 
Good thing I've got cum glide. And he's going to pull it out of his like filthy orange stained suit. And he's going to glide it along his underarm. And he's going to be like, now I'm refreshed and deodorized and ready to find love again. Right. Duh. I totally forgot to lay out my th- case on why. I believe this is an elaborate it's head for Because you're high. It is. Okay. So if you've been following, big fucking shout out to Bo the Sheep. Bo the Sheep. Yeah. God damn it. I don't know if you have a job or anything. Bo- <laughs> I <know it> <laughs> But God bless you, Bo the Sheep. I know we rip on you frequently on the show, but you are the fucking bat. Every time we talk about Nathan Masry, I want everyone in the audience to turn to the Southwest, place their hand over their heart, and like salute Bo the Sheep because this is the only way I have access to this information. <laughs> so Nathan, as he has been endlessly posting on Instagram about this, he has been intertwining it with deodorant ads for Glide. Very, very frequently and in a way that doesn't make a ton of sense. And uh, like he'll post a picture of he's trying to do this. Nathan really, really, really wants to be a model. If you've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed that, but that's an aspiration of his. Uh, I don't know if he said that, but a blind man can see because he models all his own shit. and He's got his blue steel down pat. Yeah. But uh, he will. He has a bunch of photos of him in like a bathrobe holding up a comp glide. And (laughs) he'll post be like, if you show up to my event wearing anything but cum glide, it's going to be a left swipe. Like stuff. Obviously, what I just made up off the top of my head made way more sense than what Nathan was posting. But. Oh, of course. Because Nathan keeps trying to get this word over. You know the word? I do know the word. I do cum lotion. It's jizz and it's lotion. You know, that's not the word. <laughs> I'm not arguing that that's not funny. He's trying to get the word delotion over. Much like he's a solopreneur or what, what's the bullshit he always says? What are some of his bullshit words? Entergaging. Entergaging. It's like, oh man, Aiden, he, that's right. He does have to have a made up word for every one of his projects. Man, I wonder why that is. I wonder if Nathan was in like marketing school and he got like his fingers wrapped every time he tried to turn in homework without like a key message or something. Yeah, without like a buzzword in it, like, you know, um, and so he's trying to get delotion over. He's like, it's deodorant and lotion, delotion, delotion, delotion. It's the worst word word it's much much worse than enter gauging at least i know what you're trying to say there i'm gonna Delo- like- delotion it's like you're giving your underarms a demotion i thought it was dio lotion that also doesn't work no that's also bad i'm not saying it's better i'm just <laughs> saying that's what i thought it was yeah it, and also look this is the first time i've ever even considered that a woman might put lotion on her underarms do you um, I have never in my life, I'm trying to, okay, what are women self-conscious about with their underarms? Remember, for a while, Dove tried to make women concerned about the color of their underarms, and so they sold a deodorant that bleached your underarms. Right, yeah, we still do that. Really? Yeah, there's like, I didn't shave, but uh, there's capillary, there's, women's underarms are black sometimes. Okay. That's all you need to know, but you can't bleach it. But I, here's the thing, like, I've never... Th- thought about that as a dude it's like i'm not really looking at your pits i'm not like looking at your pit that's not where my eyes going right exactly so i'm trying to think of like is there a market for women who are like damn i hate the dry skin on my underarms well and also yeah this you know this is the classic solution in search of a problem like 
it does it take that if you're applying lotion to every other part of your body does it take that much longer to put a little of it on your pits i feel like that would be really uncomfortable to put actual like lotion on your pits because yeah. it would be like greasy yes Can you imagine how that'd feel like walking around yeah you, you could walk around all day like a robot that just got oil now that i think about it i deodorants kind of do the opposite of advertise themselves as deodorants because they're like hey this is kind of powdery so when you walk your arms your arm fat won't like chafe and you won't get like chub you know what chub rub is no chub rub is women's thighs women who are knockneed like me especially you're their thighs rub together when they walk mm -hmm. so it causes irritation like the skin on skin constantly makes it all red and it like itches mm. so deodorants are like yeah it's powder so it won't do that you know the problem and they're selling you a solution like that fucking works i mean deodorants usually talk about like hey we'll stop you from stinking for 12 hours 24 hours you know like you wear spe lady speed stick like you can go jogging and like you'll still smell like hot the lo his big selling point is the lotion and it's just another Nathan Masri what the fuck kind of decision where it's like whoa it's like he never does a second draft he never does a second draft oh my god that's perfect that is the perfect way to describe this dude yeah he's like so full of himself that he thinks he doesn't need one right exactly he's like the lotion perfect and it's like it's just a it's as awkward as he is, and it's as awkward as this wife hunt that will not happen would be if it did happen in real life. Uh, the last thing I'm going to talk about the wife hunt is I know that in his Discord, because I'm a member of his Discord, uh, he said that he is looking for judges. He wants like members of the Discord to act as a like the voice style jury. And he wants like three people in each city to kind of weed out the girls he's not interested in yeah good fucking luck setting that up nathan yeah and so i did you ban the one non-troll from this entire sermon i asked bo the sheep if he was interested and he was like you know i'd have to ask my parents and i was like okay i'm gonna stop asking oh my god yeah let's fly blow sheep when do you turn 18 so we can fly you out to canada to go bother nathan then Bo the Sheep was like, Asterios, you should do it. And I'm like, I don't know that Nathan Masri would let me do it. But if this does happen, like if this event happens, I'm going to go live stream it. Like you don't have to come. Obviously, you're oh, invited. I'm coming, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to be there. If, they, if I have an address, yeah. I will be there. Yeah, I think what I would need to do would be like to really make sure that it was happening. Like the day before, I would need to see him doing those photos where he's like, the venue's almost ready. You know, like, but... If this happens, which it won't, I'm going. Yeah, sure. I will drop everything. I'm not going to buy shit. I'm not going to plan shit. I ain't going to even think about this until I see an Eventbrite page with like an address and I see Nathan actively like in an empty venue. Yes. But if that happens, I will drop what I'm doing and go to Canada. All right. Well, we know what we're doing. We know what we're not doing, actually. Let me rephrase that. You know, we know what we're not doing. I mean, what it doesn't happen. Then we just get high out the whole time. Yeah, goddamn right. We could go, and that would be the only time you want to eat Scooby-Doo Eats. Is Penguin Pickup still a thing? Yeah, I, like, I want poutine. And I want you 
to be thanked by us for listening to the loudest podcast. Thank you so, so much uh, for uh, for listening. This month, I'm really proud of what we've done. We've put out three bonus episodes, one every Friday. We put out a new Chris at the top of the month. We put out an awesome, one of my favorite episodes of The Lime and the Coconuts, where we go deep on the House of the Dead and the Typing of the Dead series. And then Rancho, you and Nico just talked to, what are they called? Uh, a female manipulator yeah, culture? We, we talked about female abusers. <laughs> well, wait, no, female manipulator, music and movies. I don't think I did a great job on that, but Nico really knocked it out of the park this time. You one. were really funny on that episode. Like, you said, like, they watched the movie Gone Girl. You said stuff about the movie Gone Girl that I had never considered. Really? I feel like you're the first person to point out some of the stuff you pointed out. I was like, oh, this is so goddamn interesting. Ah, uh, well, you decide for yourself. Head on over to patreon.com slash $2. What do you get for $2? For $2, you can get one 140th of this vape cart. Wait, no, that would make the vape cart what? No, you can get one thirty-fifth. Hey. <laughs> There's a reason yeah. I don't do math for a living. Especially while well, high. <laughs> yeah, I'm, wow, I need to get off this microphone. Anyways. Well, hey, listen, before we get off the microphone, uh, I just want to point out one thing. Everybody by this point should have gotten their po- their signed posters and four sticker pack. Unless you're international, that might take a little bit longer. But I filled out so many of those little stupid forms, the little customs forms. So, you, so if you haven't gotten it, it's on the way. And uh, this month's sticker to celebrate all the amazingly hard work Swick does editing Christery and Dark Side Jills. Uh, Mimi Yori drew this amazing little sticker of Zwick at an editing console. Uh, Ranch, you want to describe it? It's so cute. We got Demon Zwick here. He's got horns and like a, a snake, he has serpent tongue. Do you see that? Yeah, I do. And he's editing an episode of the podcast. What you don't know is that Asterios with Sirius edits, Asterios edited out all my funny jokes. <laughs> no! All my funny jokes about things like abortion and autism mostly autism i would never i went on a whole great rock autism rant on that one episode you cut it all out i don't believe i did my heart was broken no i remember it clear as a bell uh anyways but we got zwick back on the hot seat we got zwick editing and me telling a tale probably about autism uh and as as asterios looks on forlornly from the background there's nothing he can do to stop the slurs wait not slurs but there's nothing you can do to stop the deluge of cringe. <laughs> there you go. Um, so thank you, Zwick, for all the hard work you do. Um, and thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.